Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about all the big uh, moving dates of all the Disney movies. Disney's just kind of thrown everything up in the air. We're going to be talking about Artemis Fowl, we're going to be talking about Jane, we're going to be talking about all of the Disney nature and onward stuff that's all arrived on Disney Plus this week. Plus we're doing a little bit of international bits and pieces with um, the Middle East and Indian news. So lots of bits and pieces, that's all great. But before we do any of that, let's do a little bit of quick housekeeping. So first off, a big thank you to all of our patrons, um, including Andrew, Giuseppe, Julie, and also What's on Netflix for helping supporting the podcast and the YouTube channel and keeping all is kind of continuing on especially at the moment with everything going on your support really does make a big difference in making sure that this podcast can continue in its current form other quick bits of um, housekeeping if you haven't already done so you can subscribe to the youtube channel and also join our facebook group we should probably be hitting about 130,000 members this weekend. So lots of discussion going on there right now, especially around Disney nature and also um, onward. And obviously as well, you can find us on all the different audio platforms and feel free to subscribe there. So James, um, I've been a bit of a, another, another action-packed week for us all. We've all been out, you know, been so busy leaving the house. Um, <laughs> I... I went to Disney World four times and yeah. Disneyland three times last week. Yeah. Not on consecutive days uh, no. for safety, obviously. Yes. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to get to week three. I know you're into week four. It's like a lot of, I've been watching quite a bit of Disney Plus in the evenings at the minute and lots of TV shows and stuff. And the, the, I don't have to like, the, no, I, there was one day I didn't even actually even manage to go out from my walk because it, I think I've been, been, been like drained down to the point now of knowing this isn't ending anytime soon. But I, yeah. I mean, in, intellectually or, you know, in your head, you know, it's not going to, but emotionally, you're like, just, just be over already, please. Yeah. Let, let me go back and say, I've, I have managed to go outside every single day for at least mm-hmm. uh, a short walk, even on the, the day here, it snowed. It was, it was another typical uh, Colorado week where it was like 60 one day. And then two days later, it's like, oh, it's snowing. Well, going for a walk anyway, because I don't want to be in here for the entire day. Yeah, it's literally like today we went out and it was like, this, we're almost hitting double digits and we've been in like single digit, or it's been almost in the 20s. Um, so it's been down way below that in, um, so it's quite nice, a bit of great in shorts. But right, let's move on to the, all the big Disney Plus news. So let's talk first off, I mean, we're going to really have to talk about, um, obviously with all what's going on right now and all the cinemas shut around the world, Disney um, basically came out and released all of their release dates for basically for the next three years. I'm not going to necessarily run through all of them because some of them haven't changed, but we'll talk about the main ones. The big one first off is um, Artemis Fowl, which is due to hit cinemas at the end of May, is no longer doing so. It's now going to be becoming a Disney Plus original and heading straight to Disney Plus. It didn't necessarily say in the press release if it was US or global, which usually indicates to me that it's a global thing. Um, but yes, yeah, so Artemis Fowl is now a Disney Plus original. Um, a lot of people were expecting this. A lot of people thought this was going to happen. It, it wasn't a huge surprise to me, I'll be honest. Um, this movie's kind of been tracking alongside things like A Wrinkle in Time and Nutcracker in the Felt Four Realms, Tomorrowland, that kind of territory where it wasn't going to do particularly well. It's already been delayed from last year already. So I do think coming to Disney Plus, because a lot of people already go, oh, well, it must be rubbish. And it's like, well, give, if you've got Disney Plus, it doesn't matter. It's probably going to be perfectly acceptable. It would have been perfectly acceptable as a big blockbuster 10 years ago. It's just nowadays, it just wouldn't. Yeah. I, I mean, we certainly haven't been overly positive on it on the podcast either. The, the trailers have been unimpressive. And the fandom, the people who've read the books are not happy at all with what they've seen in trailers. So whether or not it ends up being good on its own merits, you know, just completely divorced from the books doesn't really matter at the moment. It'll be on Disney plus it'll be free. It will be something new for people to watch, especially when they start getting to that point when it's released. Uh, I think it's kind of win-win for, for everybody. I mean, still a loss for Disney. They're not going to make the money that they would have made at the theater with it, but they at least get the good publicity of just being, you've already got Disney plus here's something for you to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I, it was a movie I wanted to see. I saw the trailers. I'd know nothing about it. I was going in, I would almost say quite like neutral. I wasn't really negative about it, but I wasn't really even excited about it. If it never saw the light of day, I don't know if it would necessarily bug me, but I'm going to watch it on day one when it comes out. 
Um, I'm thinking this is a good move. I think this is desperately what Disney Plus needs right now. Um, the fact they've done it to Disney Plus rather than releasing it digitally, I think is saying about this one. And obviously it brings up a lot of questions about what's, what they're doing with this one. Because ultimately what that has done is they have now moved a number of movies around. So looking first off at the Disney side of things, um, Mulan has now moved back to July the 24th. Um, this one has uh, pushed back uh, to there. So that was originally going to be coming out in the end of March. I, I still think that one's going to be pushing it. I'm still not entirely sure what that one's going to do, if it will work. Um, but that one has been pushed back. Also, Black Widow has pushed back to November, which has taken over the Eternals um, slot, which has now set a whole dominoes effect in motion because now basically each Marvel movie is now releasing in the previous movie's release date. So Black Widow has gone into Eternals. Eternals has now gone into... Uh, is it, uh, I can't think of which one it is now. Uh, Black Widow has gone into... Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That one's then moved into the Doctor Strange 2. That one's then moved back into Four Love and Thunder. That one's then moved back into the following year. So yeah, it's been a full-on knock-on effect right through the MCU on, on that, which I wasn't surprised that I was expecting this. I know that I think this was a good idea from Disney. Get this out the way. Get all these rumors and things of Mulan and Black Widow dropping onto Disney Plus because that was just that was gonna just create more negative publicity they needed to get that out there yeah absolutely the the longer they waited on this the more frustrated people would get and and uh the more likely the news would come negatively well it's it's going to be negative no matter what but the the idea you know you come up into may and it's a week from Mulan's launch and like oh uh yeah sorry uh pushing it back until july or august or yeah. whenever i to be honest I wouldn't be surprised if this list changes at least two more times. Yeah, I think there's going to be some big changes. So for um, a couple of other ones that was from the list that they've changed, uh, Jungle Cruise has pushed back a whole year. That's coming out now July next year. That's then pushed back Indiana Jones 5 another year. Because the big thing really is it's not just that, but they wouldn't be able to film Indiana Jones 5 this summer to get it ready for next year. This is the this is the thing I don't think some people are quite grasping. is It's not just a case of chuck everything on Disney Plus and that'll be it. So they wouldn't have anything to put out in cinemas when everything gets back to normal because nothing would be ready. So they have to kind of push those those movies that were going to come out when they were coming out um, because they're going to need that time to finish them all off. Yeah, I'd, especially for the blockbusters, like say Mulan, which obviously is just yeah. about done because it's supposed to be well, releasing, it's supposed but to two, two it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's supposed to have been out. But yeah. Uh, blockbusters like that or Indiana Jones or Star Wars or, or Doctor Strange, Thor. I don't think people grasp how long it takes for these movies to be made. And you can even say, you know, that there's maybe a couple of weeks of shooting. There'll be another week or two of reshoots later on. Uh, and then there's months and months and months and yeah. years in some cases of special effects, depending on how big the movie is. But it, even the blockbuster, it, even the movies that aren't blockbusters, like say the uh, rom-coms, I'm tripping yeah. over my words this yeah. morning for some reason, um, rom-coms or, or, you know, hospital yeah. dramas or something like that, those still, you know, you don't shout cut on the final, uh, the final scene and then just pop it into theaters a week later. There's still months of editing and producing and, and all this stuff. And I, yeah, people don't, really seem to understand that no i think i think like the searchlight movies i mean they can move they're a little bit easy to make but these big blockbusters i mean they take a long time to do so that's gonna push that back obviously things as well like bob's burgers movie's been pushed back um the uh was it free guy uh from ryan reynolds that one has been um pushed back as well which I've, I must be honest, I do like the look of that one because it's kind of set like in a video game territory kind of thing but most of them after that seem to be all okay at the minute most there's not been too many other changes but the marvel ones have just been not 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 and i think it's important to make people aware of this now um i know disney have said that marvel's falcon and the winter soldier is coming to disney plus in august and one division is coming in december i would not be at all surprised if we are going to end up seeing these push back because they haven't finished filming them all especially Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they all got rushed back from Prague when they were, when all this started kicking off, they haven't finished filming. And therefore there's post-production stuff not ready. So the idea, 
until everything gets back to normal, they still got to do that reshooting and they've got to do it. Obviously they can do bits and pieces at home, but it's not the same as doing it. In, you know, everything is slower when you're at home and all the rest of it. So do not be surprised if they slip and don't, I mean, you know, I'm already seeing you know, people saying, well, bring it early. They should release the Mandalorian early and all this lot. And it's like, it, that's not, it's not feasibly possible because everything is going to get delayed because everything has shut down. The idea that them just like releasing every single thing early just because everyone's stuck at home makes no sense on the only people that that makes sense for are the people that are now being impatient and wanting everything now. And it's just, it's just not ready. I mean, they haven't even finished making the TV series, so they can't put out, they can't put it out. I mean, you just, you know, and they don't film necessarily TV series and shows in the order that you think they're just doing the, the, the finale. You know, that the, the last scene being filmed could be the first scene in the first episode. You just never know how it all works out. And yeah, I just feel like at the minute, there's a, there's a lot of people that completely understand and get everything that's going on. And then there's some people that just don't necessarily, they're at home and they're bored and they just want everything. But we're talking everything right now is on hold. Video games, they've been delaying them constantly. TV shows are pretty much on hold. Every All the major... TV shows now, anyone that can be has now just become a YouTuber doing it from their home with their mobile phone. And I think Ellen is coming back next. You know, they're all just doing it at home in the same way that we're doing it right now. <laughs> I mean, watching the, uh, watching everyone on these TV shows doing all these like things and going, these, oh, th these look worse than our podcast from five years ago. <laughs> they'll, they'll figure it out. They're, they're used to having the, the top of the top. Yeah. Uh, equipment and now they're they're doing it with a logitech 910 and and a yeti that's microphone that. that's what we use <laughs> that's my that's my point but they they haven't they haven't uh figured out how to optimize them yet yeah. uh, and they will and and you know after a couple of weeks the their production values will yeah. be higher than ours it's just that starting yes. point of getting used to not <laughs> it's like it's like being used to, to having an oven and a microwave and all of the pots and pans you need. And all of a sudden, all you've got is, well, there's some logs. Uh, <laughs> figure out how to set them on fire and uh, make yourself dinner. Mm. And yeah, it, it's a very big difference. We're not, we're not very far off that. But I think there is just a thing of everyone needs to just be aware of those changes. Um, because, and it's the same thing as, I don't know necessarily if like rushing Frozen and onward onto Disney Plus has now set even more expectations for the service that are undeniably never going to happen maybe again they kind of set this up for a fail in some ways because if and the other thing as well it's very hard to sit there then afterwards and go yes by the way it's a six-month release date from everything like we didn't do that before yeah but contracts contracts don't mean anything by the looks of it you can do what you want it's it, it's going to be hard for them to dial this back now because they've essentially shown that these contracts don't mean anything when they don't want them to <laughs> Not necessarily when they don't want them to, but when there are <laughs> extraordinary circumstances and it, they're not going to give in to, to pressure on that. It, once things come back to a semblance of normal, no matter how long that is from now, they will start uh, doing things the way they used to. I it, still, it's not, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know if it might speed up a little bit between digital and cinema and uh, Disney Plus release. I think that window is going to get shorter after this because the world has woken up to streaming in a way that probably was never going to happen six months ago. I think they are. And I wonder how about people going back to the cinema because they've still got movies set for June, like Pixar's uh, Soul. I don't see that movie. I do not see that movie hitting that date. I think that's going to be delayed again. And to be honest, if a movie comes out in July, I'm spending my entire time going for a walk now. If I see somebody on the, on, in the road, I cross to the other side. The idea of going somewhere where there is hundreds of people in a little room, this is going to take a lot of time for people to get their heads around. And until this situation's over, I just don't see cinemas as something that's going to be attractive to, you know, if half the audience doesn't go because of that, that's going to be a big impact. It will depend a lot on individual personality. Because um, for, for every person who's going, I don't know if I can stand near people uh, again, or if I have to to switch over to the other side of the road when I'm walking. There are other people who are going, I cannot wait to just get into a giant mosh pit with every single person that I possibly can, you know? <laughs> it, not literally, obviously, yeah. but that, that idea. And it, it'll be different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But again, it's probably going to be a pretty close to 50-50 split. And there will 
be significantly less people going to theaters, less people going to crowded restaurants. Uh, the, the entire shape of the service industry is going to change. Yeah. Massively. And I think, and I do think this is going to shift up the whole, I mean, the, the way comic books are being affected right now, video game, everything, everything is being mixed up. And I don't know. I think we, I think we're going to see a lot more changes to that release schedule. Um, I, th- I definitely think it was a good move for them to get it out there. They've given themselves now essentially a 10 week window where they can give themselves r- room to, to flex a bit, work out some plans, get everybody off the idea of what's happening to all of these movies. There was, however, one movie missing from that lineup, a Marvel movie, which has <laughs> been delayed so many times. It's unbelievable. It's New Mutants was not listed anywhere on this list which now has obviously got people speculating that it's going to be coming to Disney Plus or possibly Hulu. However, we do not know what the contract is with 20th Century Fox and HBO. If it doesn't get released in cinemas or it doesn't get released uh, on a, like a digital purchase, can they just drop it somewhere? Do they need to send it to cinemas? We don't, you know, the fact that it's missing, I think that does open it wide open um, for interpretation, or they could literally just be like, we're holding on to this till the HBO deal is done and we'll just de- deal with it then. Or, but then also, it would make sense as well, maybe for them to hold it back till July, J- August for Disney Plus to give that one a room because we're going to have a problem with Disney Plus where once we're going to have obviously onward this month, next month we get um, maybe Artemis Fowl, although there's no official release date yet, then maybe get Maleficent 2, then get Rise of Skywalker in. Uh, August, so that would help give us a big movie each month because ultimately now, when we should have been getting Mulan, that's all gone out the window. We're going to have a problem down the line of Disney Plus not having new movies because there wasn't any new movies to put on there. But don't worry, you will probably get like four seasons of Be Our Chef and uh, all the trivia shows and all the crafting shows. Um, but at that point, we'll also just be so desperate for new content, it won't matter. Do you know, I, and I'll be honest with people, I think when they reopen the studios, if you think we are going to, if you think Be Our Chef and Shop Class, we are going to see so much of that stuff. Well, we're it's... Gonna see, they're going to have to, to get, this, to get that content out now to give them space, to give them the bigger stuff. It, it's the to. same as when there's a writer's strike. Um, you know, they, they absolutely want to get back to doing produced content, Mandalorian, Winter Soldier, etc., but they also need to have stuff that they can air right now. And those trivia shows, those crafting shows, the cooking shows, they are super easy to produce and create. You can literally uh, film it on Wednesday, go through the editing over the weekend and have the first couple episodes up within a week or two. I mean, the the production value wouldn't be great, but you've got content. You've got something for people to watch. Yeah. I think we can see a lot of that going on with um, Disney plus in the future. And especially this fall, I think we're going to see a lots of, just quick TV shows just turning around just to fill the gap that's been left with, you know, all these shows leaving. But so that was some of the release date stuff. Um, I think that was most of them there um, that was mentioned. Definitely a big thing. Definitely going to be a big, um, but Arms Foul coming to Disney Plus is a good thing. Um, just also a quick note as well. I noticed this week we didn't get a new episode of the Disney Insider, which is their like weekly look at what's coming Next, it was not mentioned in any of their press releases or their videos for April. And this is what I've been saying for a few weeks now, it feels, of there's been very little information about this series. And that's essentially to me would have seen that with the news of that release date change, totally throws that entire series off because the release dates that they're mentioning and the things they're showing off and all the rest of it have all been moved because maybe April's episodes were primarily about with maybe segments about Black Widow. Now that's all pushed back and Artemis Fowl and all the rest of it. Those shows, they need editing. They need redoing. They might need, some of them might need reshooting. But I, I think Disney Insider, it wouldn't surprise me if that is pretty much a series on hold right now. That could uh, Those movie releases, I think, will put that lot um, all back and all out of whack. Because they, you know, we had that one this week of Mulan, uh, last week and then suddenly it's not hitting this release date and then suddenly the whole episode is kind of out of whack yeah since the entire point of the series is kind of be uh, a hype machine to get you ready for what's coming into theaters and what's on television if there's nothing coming to theaters and there's nothing coming to television then there's no point yeah. they they could retool it they could do a disney insider yeah. um you know talking about older stuff being yeah. that that 
repository for you know old dvd special um special features kind of things behind the scenes of stuff that's already out mm. um but yeah I, I think they're just gonna they're gonna have to hiatus this show until yeah. until we know what's gonna happen yeah or maybe you know maybe they can do one episode a month and kind of edit all together so you just get free because it's like the first show had the thing with the american idol and that was happening that week you know they they are in a situation now where everything's kind of up in limbo so it kind of makes sense that they're gonna have to sort that one out it just seemed very noticeable that a that in that episode didn't drop on friday and then there's been they, we've just had so little information about this series it just makes sense for what's going on with that one okay moving on from there um let's now talk about um another show or another special that's going to be coming to disney plus on Earth Day on April 22nd, a brand new National Geographic documentary called um, Jane Goodall, The Hope, which is going to be premiering on Nat Geo, Nat Geo Wild. And it's also going to be coming to Disney Plus and Hulu on the exact same day. This one is kind of a look back at her life. And she's, there is already like a documentary already on National Geographic for this one. But I'm loving the idea that we are getting it on the same day that that Nat Geo is, and this is this. I, I think they they they've been in planning this this show for a while. There was press releases all last year, but never mentioned Disney Plus. But they've rushed it. To looks like putting onto Hulu and Disney Plus on the same day. This makes so much sense for them. To, and I and I can't help but feel like this could be the start of it. If they get some good ratings on Disney Plus, this would be you know what we need. You know, start getting those episodes de- weekly rather than at the end of it and start stretching this content out a bit. But this is this is a this is a big boot move. This is probably the the first time we've really seen this for Disney Plus. Yeah, and I'm glad that it's on uh, a National Geographic's thing as well, because uh, you can make certain arguments. Uh, you know, um, Tangled shouldn't come out. You know, there should be a gap, or or Owl yeah. House. There should be a gap so that you're not infringing on television. But National Geographic's, you're really just like, get it out there. The, yeah. the, it, it's it's informative content. It's normally very high quality content. Let people have it because the, the national geographics channels, at least here in the States tend to be fairly low uh, viewership numbers. The, the hardcore watch it, but it's not really used as a resource. It's not, that might be changing at the moment because of all the kids being homeschooled right now. But in general, uh, you don't really lose much by having national geographics available immediately on a wide distribution platform like disney yeah. plus yeah no i think this is great news and hopefully as well the disney plus numbers will be higher unfortunately it's a kind of a show in some ways that it might not necessarily pull big numbers in but it's all going to be relative because if they go well hold on a minute more people watched it on disney plus than on that geo wild or on hulu they can start using this data to start going okay this is maybe what we need to do because this will speed things up in terms of what content is available on Disney plus um, and there's a whole thing with Earth Day that I kind of want to get into a bit later on with the Disney Nature stuff. But I thought this was good news. This is definitely a first for Disney Plus to get it. Because you have things like the that Little Mermaid special that we had back in November, which was kind of supposed to be a push for Disney Plus that never really kind of came to anything. With those Christmas specials, none of them kind of... It was all a bit like, oh, we don't want to touch it. Now it just feels like the rules are gone. Let's get this stuff going. Let's get these things moving. Um, we need content for Disney Plus and you've got it. Um, and I really hope that this is the start of this whole process of starting to treat Disney Plus more like Hulu as a catch-up service and start, maybe they will start realizing that Disney Plus is going to have much more subscribers. And also globally, this is a massive audience now because Disney Plus has now, as I said, this last couple of, this week alone has become, has kind of got a lot more viewers than, than normal. <laughs> Uh, it, a lot more viewers than anyone was expecting, even in their most optimistic uh, projections. Yeah. So let's move on to that now. So obviously we've had the European launch last week. Um, this week we've had the launch in the two territories of the UK, or not the UK, but part of it, Channel Islands and the uh, Isle of Man. They got launched on Thursday and on France, it's going to be launching next week on the 7th. So they've pulled in, I think it was something like at least 33 million impressions of the Mandalorian from that first day. Um, I think again, massive numbers, you know, they've had a massive influx of subscribers from Europe. Also yesterday, Disney plus rebranded Hotstar in India to Disney plus slash Hotstar. There is 
Um, that's their kind of combination of Hulu and Disney Plus over there with a lot of Indian television, live sports. It's got loads of movies on there. You've got things like Game of Thrones. It's a full-on package. But all the Disney Plus originals are in there. All the movies are on there. Um, they even got Onward, the same as the US. You know, their price is really, really low, but you've got to remember, obviously, uh, how much people are earning. So it's all relative to kind of what they're earning. So while it's only $20 a year for an annual pass, for the premium version, you have to think of how much these people are earning, and that's why it's a lot less. But yeah, India, Hotstar has over 300 million monthly users. So that's a massive amount of people now having Disney Plus originals. Also in um, the Middle East and Northern Africa, um, Disney Plus is now, their Disney Plus originals are available on OSN, which is a streaming network over there. It's important to note it's not Disney Plus in terms of its own app. It's just the fact that the originals are available through them. That means it's right through, um, I think it's about 17 different countries in Northern Africa and the Middle East. Um, again, the reason this was done was because essentially it was earlier than planned. I would look at it along the lines of OSN offered some money and they've taken it. <laughs> um, but I did have an email from, from them basically definitely pointing out the fact that it is not Disney Plus that has launched. It is actually the Disney Plus originals through their app. Um, they clarified that through a press release. So it was um, one of those weird things that they put up on their Instagram, Disney Plus, you know, the, the Mandalorian is coming. So it's just like, you know, Disney Plus is coming to um, these countries. Like, no, 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 no. It's coming and it's like, okay, okay. I see what you've done. <laughs> but you only put it out on Instagram. I, that's all I had the information. I had. <laughs> It's like you didn't put it out in the press release, so I don't know the details. <laughs> no, they. I I agree with the idea though that it was probably just OSN or somebody over there just saying, "Hey, we'll give you a bunch of money to have them in Lauren." Yeah. Like, let's let's go ahead and do that because um yeah because they're they're going to need every source of revenue that they can at the moment. I mean, they're not in dire straits the way a lot of businesses are at the moment, but you know they're they're losing all the box office, they're losing all the the theme park attractions, which accounts for a lot. Yeah, um, ESPN. There's hardly any sports. What's a sport? I, I to be honest, I'm, I'm watching, I've got WrestleMania this weekend, so um, that's kind of. But then after that, that's pretty much me done. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's my yeah, knowledge I've, of sport. I've got this this shirt that I'm wearing right now from uh, a curling bonch field, but I don't know what that is anymore. I just <laughs> I just straight up forgot. Sorry. Yeah, so I mean, this is the thing. They've just lost so many revenue streams. So this is definitely an input. But what this does mean now is you've got to look at it. Like Disney Plus originals are now available to so many people. Now, they are now available across um, US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the majority of Europe. There's still lots of Europe that hasn't been launched yet. India, the Middle East, Northern Africa. You know, that's a big chunk of people now that have got access to all these movies and TV series. So suddenly now when they put these out, they're not just looking at the US numbers, they are looking at the global numbers and also they're gonna to need to start making some choices for content that will fit for each individual area a bit because um, I definitely feel some of, the, some of the content they're putting out isn't quite gonna translate as well internationally as what they maybe would hope for. Um, and I'm definitely gonna to point to Disney nature for that. Um, they, you know, this, this, this is a massive boost now for Disney Plus and it also means now that suddenly now those originals have got more clout. They're bigger. They've got a bigger audience and they're more important than ever now. You know, this, and we, I did even put a little note in the Facebook group along the lines of going, please remember now, you know, Disney Plus is available in so many different countries and we've got people from all over the world be a bit more um, understanding of that there is differences, but ultimately, it's not all about one place anymore. We've got to be a bit more aware of that. As <laughs> and traditionally, people are very, very bad at not viewing the world outside of their own lens. That I know we joke a lot about Americans that way. I, it's definitely true, but it's it's not an American-centric yeah. uh, problem. I think every country in the world has that problem. Yeah, I think this is definitely going to be a thing going forward. But it's, you know, there's a lot of people now watching all of these Disney Plus originals. And I think it's great. I think just more access. They still got to sort some things out. They still got Latin America and a lot of Africa and um, Asia to sort out. But it's also important to note that this, this delay that's happening is going to ha hit everybody because um, 
you know, I know a lot of people, well, then just put the app up on the, on the app store and launch it. It's like, no, they're still probably going to have to go to these countries and install physical servers and have setups. And, you know, there's, there's stuff to do. There's advertising campaigns. You know, we'll have buses going past me with Disney Plus. That's so weird as well. Sort of after all these <laughs> of walking into Disney stores with all these kind of, you know, pushing high school musical, the series, and you're like, oh, well, that was months ago. <laughs> And it's just, um, and just it's Disney Plus TV shows being on TV every single night during the during the commercials. You know, it's 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 all money. They are they didn't pull back on the on the launch for Disney Plus in Europe. I can show you that, and the numbers seem to be showing that. Well, they kind of had to mm-hmm. as well, but yeah, but, yeah. but uh, oh yeah, but yeah. There there's so many things that go into it more than just the app, and even just dropping the app on the store isn't going to be enough. Because there's all the legal stuff as well. Yeah. yeah, it's all different. Each each country obviously has different issues of what they can and can't show. And I'm hoping that Disney will start getting a, a better grip of this. Um, if they look at their social media, they would definitely see that there's a problem that they're going to need to deal with. Because Onward and Frozen is definitely highlighting the fact of, you know, it's like this is coming out. I like looking at them. Okay, they've just asked, you know, they put out a, an old picture of High School Musical and there's 200 comments underneath about Onward. <laughs> and like, Where's it in the UK? Where's it in the UK? Where's it in the UK? Because that's ultimately, again, we've been talking about this over and over again. The world is global. Um, so let's now move on to this week's new releases. There was a lot of new releases this week. We had obviously Onward in the US and Canada. We also had um, three new Disney nature movies. We had Dolphin Reef. We also had Elephant, both of which are Disney Plus originals, and Penguins. There was also free Disney Plus original kind of documentary movies based on them that are also available. So you got six altogether. I keep kind of throwing the Penguin one in there because the, most of the world actually didn't get Penguins released in the cinema. It was um, pretty much only got released in the US, I think. So, so for the rest of the world, you, we've not actually been able to access Penguins before now. So it's kind of... a Disney Plus original by default. So we had six Disney nature stuff. I'm going to be completely honest. They should have spread this out. This is way too much, way too much all at once. Um, it just um, having watched all three of them and one of the documentaries I am just done on this lot, I'd need to watch the other two documentaries, but I'll leave them a few days because they should have done this one a week. They, sh- they shouldn't have dropped all three of them on the same day. I know why they've done it in some ways to boost up the day, but with Onward, I don't see the reason why they did. I also feel it was a little bit of trying to hide Elephant a little bit from people, because um, that's how I look at it. It's like under normal circumstances, Elephant would have stood out on its own. They wouldn't normally have merged all of them all into one, and Penguins didn't really get the attention it needed either, because I think that was always a high quality movie that should have got some, some praise, and that just seems to have been buried this week under all these new stuff. I don't know. What did you think of all this stuff? Uh, well, to the point of they should have spread this out. They absolutely should have spread it. I see no reason why all three of these that maybe the idea was, well, there's a whole bunch of kids at home right now. Parents need something documentary ish to, to, so that you feel like they're, they're learning something. But other than that, I'm like, yeah, onward is the big release this week. And these other three just kind of slip under the radar and they're just going to disappear into the void. Now, as for the actual content of them, I did watch all three. I did not watch any of the making of yeah. documentaries, so like Walking with Elephants or whatever. Um, how about we talk about them individually, just kind of real quick. I, let's do Penguins first. Yeah. That was the first one that I watched, uh, at least. Yeah, what did you think? And I, I know I messaged you. I was like, I'm watching Penguins. Oh, these, these are lovely, lovely landscapes. I love Antarctica This or wherever this yeah. is taking place. It's great. And then, like, okay, Ed Helms is narrating. It's not, not what I was kind of he doesn't sound like a attenborough and then and then they started like the 80s jazzercise music. i was like all right what is going on here um so my initial impressions were not that great but i will admit once it started getting going i realized i had gone into it with the wrong mindset yeah. i was expecting a, a national geographics documentary and what you're really getting here is a documentary aimed at younger audiences so who is the audience for this i'm trying to so, work out how, how old th- you've got to be I'm picturing kind of kindergarten-ish to second grade. So we're talking like in the seven to 10 range, give or take pretty young because the humor and there is yeah. humor in it is definitely skewed towards a younger audience. There's a audience. lot of poop jokes. 
There were sick, a lot of poop jokes. jokes. That's penguin being sick. Oh, I was, like, oh. I was eating my dinner. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I did not. I was eating I did a sandwich not. at the and time. He, I'm like, oh. <laughs> to be clear, he's not talking about the typical um, bird doing a regurgitation for their baby, although that is in there. No, it's it's the baby then not accepting the regurgitation. Yeah. And I was just like, nope, nope. <laughs> but it's definitely skewing for a younger audience because yeah. the, the, the narration, the way Ed Holmes did the narration was uh, definitely childish humor. Not, yeah. not entirely poop jokes, there, but there are, there are a lot of that kind of thing. And I think it's perfectly fine for that age range. But if you go into it like I did, we're like, oh, it's it's going to be a National Geographic's light, you know, uh, you know, yeah. we're not I was not yeah. expecting Attenborough anything yeah. like that, but I was definitely expecting a little more highbrow, and I was like, what? No, no. Yeah, um, well, it's funny because we did watch. I basically said to my wife, which one do you want to watch? I said I've got to watch all three, but you're going to need to want to watch one with me. There's not time. So she went for Dolphin Reef. So first off, she went straight into the National Geographic section, couldn't find it. I said, it's not in there, it's in the Disney section. Why? Put it on, you know, 10 minutes into it. She said, it sounds like they're reading a story to me. She said, this mm-hmm. is like really kiddie. This is like, you know, it's like she said, it, it, but I'm like, yeah, it does. It's that thing of that. She's like reading a book to a child in bed. Of like, I'm thinking I do this to like, my like four or five year old nephew kind of thing of sat there and then like making silly voices and stuff and going, Oh, isn't he a silly thing? And, and I was just like, and, and it fit across all three of them. I'm just that same narration style. I was like, I hated the narration style. I just absolutely hated it. I was like, you have got some of the most best crisp, amazing, beautiful content here. This video footage is amazing. It looks stunning. It looks, you know, it is, up there with you know the the discovery national geographic the bbc this could have been used in planet earth by the by by the bbc it is stunning videography it looks amazing and then this narration is just like whack whacking it down to it's like maybe like it's like could you not done like two audio commentaries like an adult and a child's version um i just hated the great I just hated the narration and it's so, I feel so bad because it's like, this looks stunning. A different doc, a different narrator and a different style on this stuff would be amazing. And it's like, I turned to my wife when we were watching and there's a reason why they've never released this stuff in the cinema over here. This stuff would have just, just died. We just wouldn't accept it. This is not going to go well. Not It's not good for an international audience. There's a reason why Disney never released this stuff internationally is because when they've tried, it fails because this is just, it's just naff. It was just, it's like, who are your audience? Trying to get sit down with a five-year-old, is that your audience for this? Because that's a lot of money to be spending on content for a five-year-old. <laughs> just, but it just, to be, it just, to it be feels, honest, it was too, it, and there's that kind of feeling of going, you've wasted so much amazing footage on this, on this, and then you've just had someone just like poop jokes over it. And it just, I don't know, it just, it felt such a missed, missed opportunity. Yeah, I think they could have done alternate versions. It's not like it'd be too hard to do um, different people doing narrations for different audiences. In the States, we are used to um, shows like this or documentaries that are pitched to different audiences. So I grew up with several documentaries that I, I watched frequently as a kid that are in the very same style. You know, there was one at the Boston Aquarium and it, and it followed up puffer fish and the yeah. puffer fish would narrate and, and he would talk about how, Ooh, he, he'd go over to this other tank and he would visit with, you know, the octopus or the sharks or whatever. And it, and it was all very kiddie, but it was also informative. Um, so we kind of have this idea, you know, yeah. the David Attenborough style is for adults and then kids kind of get spoon fed it in silly voices. And that's yeah. just the way we expect it. But it, uh, if that's not what you're used to, you're used to, to English style documentaries for all ages or, yeah. you know, the, the French have it's, it the same it's, way, it's, whatever. It's mainstream, like mm-hmm. primetime television over here. Like when those shows come on, everybody watches them. And mm-hmm. even when they might cut them down into the small bits for the, like the, the children's channels, but I don't think they even, they might, they might mess around with a bit, but they'll turn them into like 20 minute shorts kind of thing. This is to us, like, to me, these kind of things are mainstream, prime time, seven o'clock on a Sunday night. You sit down with your whole family and you watch an amazing documentary. 
And this just was like, it looked like it. It looked like that's what's even so frustrating about it because it, it had it all. It had the visual effects of that. And then it just had this just naff, childish reading a book. To, and just like, and then it's like, well, why not have people do different voices for different characters or something like make it? you know, the different, you know, I don't, just turn it into rather than having one person doing the voice. I don't know. That just felt a bit odd. It was like uh, one person doing all the voice. It's just, it's just a really weird style. I think the comparison of having it being like a bedtime story yeah. is pretty apt. That That is the idea. And I think at least for American audiences, this, this will be fine. All three of these will be okay as long as you go in with the right expectations and you show it to the right audience. But I also agree they should have gotten some professional proper documentary recording because they could have and this is true for again all three of them the footage is fantastic that was my initial thought on penguins is oh this is beautiful the 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 arctic scenery and and the penguins going across this is beautiful and then poop jokes and you're like uh okay sure yeah I mean, we were sat there and it's like the dolphins and the parrotfish is pooping. I was just like, so do we enjoy that beach holiday now where we just sit there on an entire beach worth of um, fish poop? Um, again, it, I think Natalie Portman, she was probably my, the Dolphin Reef was my favourite out of the three. Uh, maybe because I love the ocean much more than I love the other ones. It was, the narration was not quite as, she was still a bit like, bland and vanilla-y, but it wasn't seem to be quite as bad. Uh, now, obviously, then we've got um, Meghan Martel, um, the Duchess of Sussex, as she'd like to be called in this one here, and that was just um, horrendous of just, like, they have literally picked, bordering online, public enemy number one in the UK, the most, probably one of the most disliked people right now in the United Kingdom to present a Disney documentary and it's like, and it doesn't matter. It's like, this is just a really bad timing of the whole thing of it. And it's like, I can see why Disney dropped this in the middle of it all to hide it. Because I mean, I know so many people in the UK that were along the lines of going, I am not watching it because she's done it. You know, she's essentially, this is her. And, and the meet, and it was on all the newspapers over here. Disney Plus was getting front was getting in all the big newspapers and all the big thing of this is our first big Hollywood break after after leaving the royal family this week and it's like she left this week, you know this it was like it was just bad timing and you know I watched it and I'm just like listening to it and going okay so I thought I hate the narration style anyway so that's already a problem for me and then I was like listening to it if I didn't know it was her it's bad it's just bland. There's just nothing of, there just didn't seem to be any kind of anything interesting. It was just so bland and, and vanilla for me. And I was just like, yeah, I'm bored of this. Then I fired up the Walking with Elephants, Walking in the Footsteps of Elephants um, making of documentary. That was so good. That was such a, such a breath of fresh air. Because not only did they use a lot of the footage that they've done, but they showed the people making it, of showing how they get the, how they got the footage, all the problems they were having. They were giving you detail about what was happening at the time, um, speaking to experts and all the rest of it. And it was like, and I'm sitting there going, this is great. I'm going to watch the other two ones because the, the elephant of the footsteps one was so good. The narrations, they've got, they didn't get an actor in to do it, but it was very much more, he was narrating. He wasn't doing a story. There was no kind of Charlie, it was a behind the scenes look at it, but there's actually quite a lot of animal information in there for adults. So if you found the Disney nature ones too kiddie, give these ones a go. They're much more in the normal vein of a, of a, they are a bit of a making of documentary, but they're an hour and a half long. They're the same length as the actual um, original documentary. There's some fascinating stories in there. And um, those ones I think are, if you could have got the mix between the two, of like it would have been it, yeah it, it they that was more along the lines of what i was expecting out of this than it was it's quite strange really because i was looking at you know all oh, these making the documentaries you know i'm thinking of like 15 20 minute fluff pieces just to get you know they're kind of because normally at the end of like the bbc shows you get like 10 minutes of like how they made it so that's what i was expecting an hour and a half i'm going okay and it's like okay this, this is again very high videography lots of interesting stories and things with humans and the animals together and i was like this is great i mean the walking in the footsteps of elephants was i would i really recommend that i thought that was a really good 
that was my, it was the best out of the four. <laughs> and I do want to watch the other two because of that. But you almost felt like you had to watch the other ones before it to kind of make a little bit more sense. But yeah, it's just a really strange week of releases for that. And then obviously we had Onward. But... Yeah, we'll talk. Well, you'll talk about yeah. that one in a second. Yeah. But I want to talk uh, about your favorite person there in the world, Megan uh, Duchess of Sussex, yeah. as it says in the credits. Using, she, shouldn't, she shouldn't be using no. that name. So if the complaints against her work are, you know, she shouldn't be using the title, which if she left the royalty, she absolutely shouldn't be. Uh, you know, the choices she made the, yeah. as a person, etc. absolutely 100%. She, she needs to, to get on her own feet as much as you can. It's, it's yeah. impossible now. Everyone knows who she is. But yeah, if your complaints are about that whole scandal, 100% behind you. Um, in terms of like the quality of the work, while it was not, you know, impressive. She's not going to be the next David Attenborough. She's not going to be the next, like, uh, great documentary. You're not going to get to the point, oh, she's doing the documentary. That yeah. We know this is going to be quality. I thought it was perfectly fine. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it was at the same level as Natalie Portman over on Dolphin Reef. I, yeah. But I, I also add. felt like, yeah. I, I felt like Natalie kind of phoned it in a little bit too on, yeah. on that. Because, you know, just like, give me the paycheck. Please. Yeah. I'll do the voices. I'll I'll get, I'll do Peppy at the part where you need Peppy. I'll do the oh something evil is about to happen. Or we're in the we're in the night and the dolphin is is isolated yeah. and oh my god they're in the trench and are they going to find air? But you know it was definitely yeah. a you know a paycheck thing, and that was the same level that Megan was at with hers. It, it it's not horrific. If I didn't know who it was, I just like oh this is a perfectly fine yeah. normal documentary. Um, but again. If your if your complaints are about you know all the politics behind it, yeah, sure, totally. Uh, if yeah. that's the thing, then, then I'll be stay honest, away. If she, if she wasn't, if she you know if she was just the actress from Suits, you wouldn't even this wouldn't have even come up. It wouldn't have even been an issue. Um, I think I do still think personally she should have gone with that name rather than the Duchess. But that's my absolutely. Personal view. I, um, and I wouldn't. I don't have a problem. With, I don't. This is the thing is. I do not have a problem with her doing this stuff. It, she did this before she met Harry. This is her job. This is what she does for a living. And she's an actress, and that's her job, and that's what she wants to do. So, that's, and if they want to go do that, that's perfectly fine. I do not have any issue with that. My issue is. You can't use the name and leave leave it. You've got to have, you're either in or you're out. You can't do the both. And if she was just an actress from Suits, like the, the guy that did the, the the voiceover from, I mean, the one from Penguins, I've got no idea who he is or what he was. I had no idea where he's come from. It doesn't bother me at all. So, so just like we were talking about the other week, he was actually famous for being on The Office, the American version. Oh, right. Uh, so that, but again, if you don't know who he is, um, or if you didn't recognize the voice as someone from the office, then it would just be, he's a perfectly fine, normal run of the mill narrator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that is important to know. And I do think that, you know, the whole kind of the politics side, and obviously being in Britain and being British and all the rest of it, I have got an entirely different opinion to someone like, you know, yourself that's over there and people that are living in different countries and stuff, you are going to have a different opinion. And it's, and it's, it's, it's hard in the same way for everyone to understand from outside of what, what that feels like for the Brits because it is this whole issue going on and there is that underlying issue of um, a lot of the British people I know in the groups and stuff are just saying they are not going to watch this because of it and it's it's a shame um, on the other side as well of like you know try out the other one and see if you like it because I'm not entirely sure if many of the, the kids don't the kids aren't going to care and I don't think the ones that are complaining are probably going to re-enjoy it either way because of the, the style it is, but it's just a shame that this um, beautiful documentary that could have been has been marred with problems. And it, it's just like I said, unfortunately, they, Disney picked the or somebody in the UK and probably even Canada right now where she's not popular. And they've they and trying to you know go oh she's giving the money to elephant donations like it's great it's fantastic. But everyone, most people are seeing right through that and going, yeah, well, this, uh, you didn't need to do it. You could have had somebody else do it. And it's, I don't know, it's very difficult, very complicated, and everyone's got their own different opinions and no one is going to agree on it. Um, I know other people will be commenting on, wow, she's in It's like, yeah, she's in perfectly, have a problem with her doing it. My problem is the title underneath when they started it, that was my biggest problem with the whole thing. Oh, if it just said her new... name, if it just said her name, I probably wouldn't, I would have been like, okay, not a great choice, but carry on. But 
Disney are trying to use that royalty connection to boost it, and it's that's not really how the people are looking at it. Well, they probably decided more Americans would be impressed by having um, royalty Royal, yeah. than they would offend English by uh, this, let's say, misinformation or yeah. uh, not misinformation, not deception. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so they. And they're probably right, honestly. There are a lot of people in America, because we don't have royalty. The closest we had would say like the Kennedys back in the yeah. day, maybe a couple other political families, but we don't have a king, a queen. You don't have, well, I'm in New York, so I'm going to visit uh, the Duchess's yeah. uh, place or something like that. So there is that certain like, ooh, the Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. That sounds very important. Yeah, yeah, it does. Whereas, it's, again, it's just a very awkward situation. And unfortunately, had they had an entirely different... To be honest, if they had an entirely different narrator doing it, I would have probably felt the same thing about the movie anyway, because I don't like the, I don't like the artist, the, the narration style. And there's this whole section of Disney nature, and it's like, I've, I've gone through a few, and it's just like, this is such a weird, weird... Like we were talking as well, it kind of feels a bit like when you go to Disney, Disney parks, and you sit there and they do the intro scene or something, and you watch something in the park, and you're going, "God, this is cheesy enough," and it's like you know, and it's like an hour and a half of it, <laughs> just just waiting to get on the ride or see the animals turn up. <laughs> and it was just like it's a very unique style that, um, I yeah, like I said, it's very interesting to see how the international audience is going to respond to this. We'll never know how they're going to look at it in terms of numbers, but. I'm sure Disney are going to have the, the numbers there to go, mm, this is, you know, how is it going to work in India and all the rest of it on all these different countries? It's going to be so interesting, but we'll never find out the data. We'll find out if they don't do any more. <laughs> I'd be kind of curious how elephants would do in India simply because the topic is so much more yeah. local there. I mean, not, well, not yeah. that this one, this took place in Africa, obviously, yeah. but, um, but yeah, the, there's a, a lot of different cultural yeah. views over there than there are here. Yeah, so we'd love to hear, you know, if, if, like I said, it's a very funny one with Disney nature on so many different levels. There's so many different, and I, st I still just sitting here going, it is what the three of them are some of the most beautiful natural um, videography I've, I've seen. It would look stunning. I can't wait. I really want to see it in 4K because I've turned down the 4K option over here um, because of everything going on. But it's like this stuff just looks so stunning. It just looks amazing. And then it was just disappointing. <laughs> I would, I, I'd honestly recommend in, in all three of these, if you're not showing it to a young kid, uh, someone maybe topping out at 11 or 12 year old tops, 10, it seems yeah. decent. Just turn it on and mute it. Uh, Cause they're <laughs> beautiful or better yet, go to national geographics and watch some of their stuff. Yeah. Uh, what you were talking about, how the kind of mixing how they could have mixed uh you know the stuff presented here and the stuff presented that's almost exactly how uh kingdom of the white wolf was uh where they talked about the wolves but you also saw the photographer getting set up and the photographer yeah. talking about oh we we have to find a different pack because this this uh this particular wolf has noticed the cameras and is not happy about it so i don't want to stress them so i'm going to go over yeah. to this so you get you get both yeah and Go watch that instead. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it's, it's definitely cool. But let's move on there from there from um, onward. So this brand new uh, Pixar movie is a unique situation because ultimately it hit cinemas like two weeks before the the coronavirus kind of hit the impact, where cinemas around the world were completely sh kind of shutting down. Um, this movie was struggling because people were not going to the cinema. It also had um, an issue with a kind of boycotting going on due from um, a load of angry people about a cyclops, which um, I'm going to be completely right. honest with you. Um, the scene came up and I turned to my wife and said, that was it. My wife then turned around and goes, what? I she goes, what happened? She goes, I completely missed it. It was that, it was that irrelevant to the whole plot and to the whole process. We, it just was like, really? All that fuss and hassle because of that. And it just, it there, just, it just felt like such an, a reaction to something that did that. This movie was having problems because of that one scene, and it wasn't even a scene; it was a line. It was barely even a line. It was probably a four line, and it was just like this movie was just being whacked and whacked and whacked before it came out. It was just—it's a really odd Pixar movie. It was just there wasn't really a lot of hype for it when it came out. 
the buzz for it wasn't there. The, it's always been this kind of thing of, it's a good movie, but it's not amazing. It's that really weird thing of, um, the hype for it has always been a bit strange for this movie. Yeah, there's a, a thing in the States right now. I don't know if it's really international, but there's where people have been picking like a specific aspect of a movie uh, whether it's LGBTQ or, or some nationalistic pride thing. I'm thinking of uh, First Man here, which was the, the Neil Armstrong movie, where people were like, well, they don't show him putting the flag uh, in the moon. I'm like, so? So so what? It, they're not erasing it. It's just they're not bothering to spend a couple minutes to do it. It's the same thing here. Where it's like it's literally less than a second, and it's – it impacts the movie exactly yeah. zero. Why? And it's um, it's kind of like a reverse virtue signaling kind of thing. Where like, we're, I am so intolerant or so nationalistic or so angry about something that I'm going to boycott an entire hour and a half movie because it has one second of things that I find. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's just you guys. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't think it's the rest. Of, I don't think it doesn't feel like it's happening anywhere else. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I want to say no, it's happening. I'm like, no, it's, it's really not. I mean, the, the closest comparison you could come to would be where in China where, where they're like, okay, if this is in the movie, we're not showing in yeah. theaters. So, so yeah, you have to this, cut that out of the movie. I know but that's, there was this lot, is very different. I know the movie did get, wasn't allowed in those countries. And it, it, I can, and I completely understand why Disney put that in there and why they feel it's appropriate. It's literally a, a, a line that most kids aren't even going to be aware of. And I think that's just a kind of feeling of going, that movie was having this huge a little problem before of it. And then we had the whole kind of the cinemas closed down so no one could go see it. And then they've rushed it to Disney Plus and it's like, it's set this like this movie up for this like really weird thing. If like, I, I sat there and watched it and um, I was crying at the end of it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it hit, hit me. It took a long time to get to that point, mind you. It was, um, it was a bit slow. It was a bit sluggish. It wasn't. It was good. I enjoyed it. I'm. I. But I don't know if I'm going to watch it again anytime soon. It was. I. Re, I did enjoy it. I would have rented it anyway. I would have gone seen it at the cinema. But, but I was on holiday when it came out. And when I came home, a load of like uh, local kids had just come back from Italy, and so I was not going to go to the cinema to see it. And that was it. I mean, there again, that's like, I'm a prime example of this effect stopped me going. And I go see every Disney movie at the cinema. And that was the reason why I didn't go. And that's why only he's taken a hundred million at the box office and it will never go more than that. It'll always be the lowest. It's always going to have that asterisk. It's always going to be the lowest, but the box office failure of pick of onward. It will never, it won't get a sequel. It won't do anything because this, that movie was deemed a failure because it's had a box office crash and it was a box office failure. So therefore it's rubbish. And it's like, no, this is not a rubbish movie. It is, it's enjoyable. There's lots of fun bits. It's a bit, I would say a bit cliche. There's a couple of things as you like. I didn't really feel like um, Pixar like, pushed the needle. It was very, it, it could have been, a, it could almost been a DreamWorks movie, except for the fact that they did have that emotional bit at the end, which they don't tend to do so well. But the vast majority of it, it could have been a, a DreamWorks movie. And that's, that, I don't know. It's really weird on the Pixar movie. It's, it's a very strange one. I Like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, I did think it's good. I definitely would recommend everybody watch it, but it's definitely in that l lower tier. It is in that good dinosaur kind of territory. Okay, so I haven't seen it. I can't comment on the movie. I, I dedicated my time to watching uh, Natalie Portman talking about parrotfish pooping. Uh, I will say these days I don't consider it being like DreamWorks-esque necessarily being a bad thing because they they've yeah. they've got a string of very very good movies going now now if we were talking back in the day when they were basically just doing oh you're doing finding nemo well we will do shark's tale yeah um, <laughs> different story but now they've done stuff like yeah. uh kung fu panda and how to train yeah. a dragon and all those and those are solid movies uh comparing it to good dinosaur on the other hand like ooh, um hmm. because I, yeah. I i have to say out of all the pixar movies good dinosaur is definitely my least favorite Granted, I have not seen Cars 3, mm. and I have to amend that. Cars 2 is actually my least favorite. But Good Dinosaur is just above Cars 2. 
I mean, the thing is, they are they are solid movies. There's nothing wrong with them. There's there's they're very good. I still think like with Good Dinosaur, they seem to push the boundaries of like graphically, like the mm. the backgrounds of Good Dinosaur are amazing, and it kind of pushed forward and going, oh wow, this looks really impressive. This one just was a bit flat. It um it just didn't quite jump off the screen. I might have been better had been in 4K with the had, but I don't know. It just it felt a bit flat visually. It obviously with it being in the magical world, I was expecting a bit more oomph. Um, that was it. I also I really didn't connect very well with the main character. It just didn't. Um, it just seemed a bit like a bit. I don't know. He just didn't quite grow on me. The the brother played by Chris Pratt, maybe again being the big brother, that was where I kind of felt it fitted. Whereas this one. It was a bit of an odd one. It was. It is definitely a good movie. It's kind of. We need to put this movie in its own separate little bracket, where it's going to be treated differently to any other Pixar movie of all time. <laughs> it's. It's. It. It was literally two weeks away from being. I was. It's that strange thing because if it had been two weeks later or two weeks later, it would have been pushed back to. We wouldn't have even seen it till August. Um, and I'm well, wondering if or- it's the same thing with with Soul. I'm. I'm wondering whether or not we're going to have the same problem with that movie. I, well, so we'll have to wait and see because they, they could just keep pushing it back. They might have enough faith in it. They're like, no, we want a theatrical run. Maybe we want Soul to be uh, the return to the theaters yeah. or, or barring that Black Widow, something yeah. like that. Uh, but also if this drags on long enough, it's entirely possible that Soul will, will pop in here. I, I would not expect it anytime soon, uh, even if it does get bumped off the theatrical list. But you never yeah. know. I mean, maybe they, maybe they release Soul for like two weeks in theaters just so it has an even lower number than. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's a really strange one because I feel like on onward is kind of it. It got hit with some really. It it kind of it jumped out the tree to trip to fly and to soar and it just kind of hit every branch on the way down in the most unfortunate way possible. And it's like you're sort of sitting there and watch the movie and going, "Yeah, it didn't deserve that." You know, it, it it's a good. It's still a good good movie it's not the best but it's it's good it's enjoyable totally worth it totally worth this month's subscription to disney plus for it and it's just like yeah that one it really did just luck out it just just it's hard to sort of say going on, yeah this it doesn't really warrant all, all of the bad press it got because <laughs> it's not bad no and to be fair even if something like black widow had come out or or star wars episode 10 or rogue 2 yeah. or something like that had come out at the same time as onward uh they would have bombed too, whether or not they yeah. were any good. Because they, they would have had a good, strong opening weekend because people still would have braved it, but then everything was shutting down. You would not see the numbers that you saw with Force Awaken, Last Jedi, any of those. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking here because it, it, it only opened to 39 million domestically, which obviously is, is a massive drop compared to normal. Um, and I think that's just a problem of it. I don't think it was connecting the same way, but I think it's going to pick up a lot of steam with being on Disney Plus, a lot of people are watching it. I think it's going to completely turn the impression of this movie around. I think it's they've now essentially because it's going to be the 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 virus movie. It's kind of going to be that thing of people go, oh yeah, they put that one out on Disney Plus. It was good. Re enjoy it just when I needed to sit around as a family, and it will be that thing of nobody's seen it really, or very few people have seen it, and there's so many people sitting down and watching it. And it was a great move by Disney to get it on there because this movie. Even had it gone through digital release and then come to Disney Plus, say in July or whatever it was, it was always going to suffer from that. By flipping it around, they've almost turned that negative into a positive and turned it into like, here's onward. It's only three weeks old. You know, it's like it's four weeks old at this point and it's already been watched on Disney Plus. But like I said, they've now set themselves a problem for the future because now there are going to be adults and kids constantly thinking that this could happen at any given point with every single movie well they did it for onward they did it for onward it's like yeah that's a different case um, I, honestly i think they'll just weather it they'll be like yeah. so why isn't why is not uh soul not on here why isn't black widow on here it's like well nope sorry that was an exceptional yeah. case and and they'll they'll have a uh a copy paste line they just give it to all of their reps and i you know, honestly, you should probably ask for it too, so 
so that you can answer it when it inevitably comes up all the time. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the, one, the one at the minute is, is Rise of Skywalker. Where's Rise of Skywalker? Where's Rise of Skywalker? Where's Rise of Skywalker? Why is it late? Why is it late? It's not late. It was, it's, it's, not, it's probably not coming till June. It never was coming till six months after the cinema release. It got released the, at Christmas. It won't be out till June. And Frozen jumping three months earlier. It's like, yeah, but it would have been after Frozen. So it's free. It's at least three to four months away, and it's like they've done this to to please everybody. It's like they're not going to drop every single blockbuster onto Disney Plus week after week after week because you're, everybody's at home and bored. Disney Plus is going to be make, losing money for at least another three more years. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, it's it is a really odd one. I mean, Onward is definitely something to watch. It's definitely a, a great addition to Disney Plus just when it needed it. I think it's a big boost for it. Um, April's April's lineup is a little bit light, but onward to me is just boosted the whole thing up. Yeah, and honestly, we will appreciate them spreading everything out too over the next couple of months. Um, I, it's going to be a long time before we have truly new, original, good content. And yeah, I, we, we have to have things to look forward to and not in the distant future, not when things are returning to normal. We have to have things to look forward to now to help us get through this to the distant future when things have returned to a semblance of normal. Yeah, it's definitely going to take some time to do, but hopefully in the meantime, we're going to start seeing a lot more library content dropping onto Disney+. Plus. They have been kind of um, announced. They announced the, the April lineup. Um, not a huge amount of stuff coming, but there are some big um, Disney Plus shows coming. They also did announce the the UK stuff of what's going to be coming there. Not a huge list. It was a little bit shorter than I was expecting. But we've got some great movies like um, Edward Scissorhands is going to be coming to like the UK and Australia and a few other countries. So I think that's definitely a good move moving forward. But not a huge amount of stuff. So hopefully they kind of get that online. But you've got to remember with like the European launch, they're kind of, this is like the first time we've seen a, a secondary launch afterwards. And they're trying to work it all out. You can see, like, is this going to work or do we have to change it for the, like, the Latin America audience? I think they are going to have to twist it a bit because I, I don't think what they've done is quite working. It's like, you know, when Sunny with a Chance dropped this week, it should have been everywhere. It's, it's like, there's this, like, weird all over the place lineup at the minute. And I'm sure that's going to get fixed in the coming weeks. But nevertheless, um, on that note, like to say a big thank you for everyone for joining us on this week's episode and um anything else you want to add to that james before we head off no just the no. usual stay safe stay smart yeah. wash your hands and all that wash your hands. <laughs> stuff and we shall see you guys in another episode laters later, later.